Hello, everybody listening, and welcome to Can Host the Podcast. This is our um, return. We took a couple of weeks off during Christmas. I went back home to the UK and brought myself back my Essex accent again, and we decided we left you waiting long enough. You wanted more episodes of Can Host. So, you know what? I'm here to make you happy. Now, as I mentioned, this is our first episode of the year. We do have a couple of changes, which I'll run through in just a moment, but we do like our constants as well. So for those of you who like to set the scene as they listen, we are here in the amazing venue that is the Wickham. We are sitting upstairs where we do record every week. So a big hello to the Wickham regulars. Um, Yeah, we will be... um, One of the new things we are introducing and we're starting right now is we do now go live whilst we record an episode. So if you are listening live on a Tuesday night, you can do so via the Can Host Facebook page or the Join the Adventure page. I can actually see we've got a few people watching us now. And the reason why we are doing this, I say watching, it's not video. I promise all of our guests that. But the reason why we're doing this is just so throughout the episode, If there's anything that you would like to talk about, um, you can just message us in and we see it live. So we do ask you to stay polite and everything, but please share your thoughts and feelings and any input you've got as you go. Um, And yeah, so this, we just thought we'd have a nice soft return to the year. So a very loose theme for this week um, is called 2020 Vision. Now, first of all, I should just say I'm not an optometrist. So this isn't about your eyes and your vision. This also, I'm not a certified psychic. I do think I've got a gift. I think I've mentioned that before, but um, I'm not going to predict what your 2020 is about. Instead, all of our amazing guests are going to talk about New Year's resolutions. Do they set them? Do they have any um, goals that they set? Do they not like a New Year's resolution? Do you not need a new new year, new me? Like last year, you was probably great. But also every one of our guests, as always, are going to bring something really special to the episode. So um, just a reminder, if this is your first episode, my name is Paul Wheeler and I will be your host every single episode, you lucky things. But we do actually have some guests as well. So first up, we'll do a quick hello, then give you a chance to talk. We have Mr. Stuart Black, the new venue manager of the Wickham. Uh, Hello, everyone. And uh, thank you for having me. You are so well. Well, thanks for having us, actually. Like, um definitely works by phase because without you we wouldn't we'd be recording on the street so uh, every yeah. week for the rest of the year hopefully for the rest of your life actually um, uh, yeah. okay you didn't get we'll the have to renegotiate my soul in another time all right so, well you've already got mine so that's fine we've also got a bit of a um not just a <laughs> brisbane icon a national icon a friend of mine who i absolutely love miss shaniqua t-bone hello everyone how are you uh very tired but i'm good yeah i'm very good tired and good is fine right yeah and then we've got another good friend of ours, new to the podcast. We've got Miss Alyssa Robbins. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for having me. So excited. Actually, very excited it all lined up. So you guys, um, because we came back with a bit of a, you know, we started planning this episode last week. So I just want to thank you all for making sure you were here on time. We've now cranked the aircon. It was a bit of a sweat box when we got here. So thank you for joining us. Thanks for having us. Very welcome. So yeah, this week, as we said, we are going to be talking about New Year's resolutions, things coming up in the year. Um, I will just start by talking about myself because I'm really good at that subject. Um, I do set New Year's resolutions every year and I try to make them really achievable and um, 
Sometimes I do cheat and do the same ones from year to year. I know. So one of the ones I do and I pride myself in is I try to be really, uh, this makes me sound like I'm really blowing my own horn, but I like to do something selfless. So one that I have done and I would love to pass on to any listeners or to you guys is um, I made this thing two years ago that if I go somewhere um, where there's customer service, if you get good service, make sure you... Um, tell the company about it. So I generally go via Facebook. So I go onto their Facebook page. Um, I don't just put it on the wall. I will email if there's an email thing there. And my second rule with that is I don't accept any freebies because what happens quite often is when you say to someone, oh, your service there was great. They'll say, oh, come in and grab a free drink. And then it kind of feels like it takes away the magic of why I did it. So that's one that I do. I had this really weird one last year, which um, was to start a podcast. Tick. So I've got to think of a new one this year. <laughs> and then um, also I've got a little bit of radio time. So I think I've said in many an episode, it's my goal to end up on the radio. So even if it's just plug in a show that I'm hosting or it's someone else's show that I'm hosting, I'd like to be on radio. So that's me, Paul Wheeler, New Year's resolution. Mm. What we might do is kick straight over to our first guest and you're all looking at each other. And I'm going to start with the manager of the place we are at right now. Hey, Stuart. Hello. I guess um, my New Year's resolution is going to be very similar Mm -hmm. because it's quite a selfless one because it's apparently all about the Wickham. Mm, We're such good people. We are, aren't we? So, yes. So, my New Year's resolution is to basically figure out a way with everyone that's either sitting here Mm -hmm. and everyone that I've... All the amazing people that I've got to meet in the last two weeks and probably the people that I'll meet in the future to, to pretty much work out how we can make the Wickham a community mm-hmm. hub yeah. for the LGBTQI plus and all of their allies. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is my resolution. And I'm pretty sure to the end of the year, we will have this place I love humming yep. and in the best of ways. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So on topic with that, so I know we've got listeners from all around the world, actually, but for the Brisbane-based listeners or people that have listened in and have looked up the Wickham, can you tell us a little bit about yourself pre-Wickham, anything you're happy to share, obviously, Um, just so, because people are going to want to know about you, we're going to be seeing a lot of you. That's true. So I guess I tend to take on uh, projects or or challenges like this, which which tend to make a big difference. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, my last venture had to be was at a place called Fat Eddies in mm-hmm. Christchurch, and it got destroyed during the earthquakes back, you know, back in about eight years ago, I think yeah. it was, and that was quite an iconic venue. And uh, we, I was approached by this uh, two years ago during its reopening, and I guess the whole uh, the challenge was to reinvent a venue that was much loved by the community Mm -hmm. and bring it to the modern world. So that was my last challenge. Yeah. And again, fortunately, there were a lot of people that really loved what it used to be and that collective energy made it what it is right now and that is quite a popular and well-loved jazz club Mm. and live music venue. So I guess... It's very similar to what we are now doing here at the Wickham, yeah. which is hoping to get everyone's collective ideas and whether they're in uh, sporting groups or uh, associations or uh, they're musicians or they're, you know, they're into drag shows or drag queens. Uh, we're talking about 
comedians and artists and uh, queer, queer artists yeah. as well. And just trying to see, make sense of how all this venue can be something for everyone. Awesome. So do you sometimes, I'm going to, I feel like you're a bit of a Mary Poppins. So like where you were in Christchurch, you went and you obviously poured your heart and soul into that place. And I think yes. that already from the short time I've known you, I think every time I've been here in the last couple of weeks, whether it's to do work stuff or when I came here socially the other day as well, you're right. here. Do you find that you get really attached to a venue and is it hard to leave when you've done all that hard work and you get it thriving again? Or is that what you really thrive off of like well I may oh well I may not leave well no I'm hoping not but like in other (laughs) venues that we've spoken before so was it hard to leave the venue in Christchurch it was hard to leave Mm -hmm. uh job was done so I Mm. was just there to actually open it um (laughs) but I guess I guess this also the vision for 2020 also has a lot to do with the vision of the past in the sense of we know that many of these venues throughout the world have kind of, how would you put it? They've kind of stopped in time in many ways Mm -hmm. and a lot of them perhaps um, will have gone. So how do you reverse that uh, trend per se? And uh, yes, a lot of my other ventures have been in in New York where much of the same thing has has, has occurred. So I'm really looking to see how we can modernise what what was the past but still obviously know how important the past is. Definitely. And I think Mary Poppins has landed and, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know what the umbrella will do, but I certainly hope that I'll figure out with everyone else what we can do. Well, uh, I'm a really good Michael Banks, so, like, if you... Be great. I need, Fantastic. I <laughs> um, so, again, we don't want to give away too much, obviously, because we are only coming up towards the end of January and I do really appreciate you, you know, still kind of fresh here, but are there any plans for 2020 for the venue? And I guess also, personally, as I said, people are going to want to know you. Any plans for 2020 you're able to talk about? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, wow. what I can, I know, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, everyone exclu- just logged off the no, line. No, no, no exclusives <laughs> here. Uh, what I can guarantee is that every night of the week we'll certainly have a bit of a twist mm-hmm. in regards to what we're offering. Um, and I do also, I also foresee a lot of daytime also offerings. Awesome. So we're really going to expand. Mm-hmm. And we're also going to do a lot of refurbishing. Okay. So I think a lot of people don't realise that the venue no longer is owned by Coles, mm-hmm. do you believe, right? Yeah. It is owned by Oz Venue Company. And I, the reason why I'm saying that is because they totally understand after 30 years what this venue needs to okay. be. And they are willing to invest in refurbishing and doing what, it, what we can do to make it better. Yeah. So that I can tell. I think that was an exclusive right there. So no, thank you so much for sharing that. And also, um, again, in, even since the start of this year, I've seen a couple of people do things here um, fundraisers, which we'll come to in a moment, but like there was one that happened here yesterday, so a Monday night, a ticketed event that they did here. Perfect venue for it. So you mentioned earlier on about you know other artists coming in that kind of hadn't before. So you're open to hearing from people that I'm want open, a space, or absolutely, absolutely. So anyone that's listening, anyone that needs a space for something, or they wish to be, or they need even help getting mm-hmm. the word out for something that they're doing, we can help. Awesome. Well, the Wickham 2020, keep an eye out. (laughs) Don't go anywhere, though, because we do still need you here. So thank you so much for that. The umbrella's here for quite a while. Thanks, Mary. (laughs) 
Sounds super Califor... No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, okay, thank you so much. No. Now, it would be really silly for us to talk about the start of 2020 and not mention, um, you know, we're recording from Brisbane in Australia and the year has started. It's been a really scary start to the year with the bushfires. Um, as I mentioned earlier on, I was in the UK for Christmas and I don't actually ever remember many other natural disasters or not this class as natural disaster, I'm sure it would, but the kind of thing that's happening be um, so prominent on the news over there. So to the point where I flew back the first week of January and my friends were a little bit worried about me flying back because the coverage that we've got, obviously, the country is on fire, which it is, um, but, you know, I think people in other countries might think Australia is so small that if Sydney's on fire, my house in Chermside, Brisbane might burn down. I mean, and there are fires absolutely everywhere. And I think what's been so not that there's positives in it, but how people are really, really coming together. And there have been some amazing fundraisers out there, for instance, um, one of them on Facebook up to $50 million or just over, which started as just a little funding page on Facebook. I think yeah, it's up to about that was 50. Celeste Barber. Yeah. Because um, uh, she has family down in Eden. I actually have a friend who lives in Eden and she started it because they she didn't know where else to turn. Yeah. So it was just incredible to see how many people banded together from not only Australia but around the world for Definitely. it. It was very touching. Yeah, and the thing is it's not done yet. Now, guest number two, <laughs> our Miss Shaniqua T-Bone. We're going to talk about a few things you've mm-hmm. got coming up in the year because 2020, you're not going to be sleeping. It's crazy. If you're tired now. Let's get you on again like <laughs> January next year. But speaking of fundraisers, one yeah. of the things you were really passionate about coming on about was to talk about what you've got going on here at the venue on yeah, Friday. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, just a bit of background behind it. Um my friend Maxine Taxi, um, another, another performer, yeah. yeah, another big girl sis. Uh, we were just like talking, and I was like, I could throw a couple of hundred bucks at these fundraisers, but I really don't feel like that's not using my resources effectively. Mm-hmm. Like I could do something at work or like at my boy job, but I thought, well, why not? Why don't we put our heads together and do something that is a part of our community? Because you know, I hadn't seen many events yeah. up until that point um, from our community, which we're using like our resources of performers and singers and cabaret. So we banged our heads together and uh, we approached the Wickham uh, to put on a bushfire relief extravaganza where we were gonna put on an amazing show showcasing all the talents from the Sunshine Coast, Brisbane, Gold Coast and Ipswich um, and charge a door fee, have raffles and put on an amazing show because there's not many nights that you can go to where you can see, I think, I think we've now got, I think, 40 performers. I, say, I think I had my last count, I think yeah. I had 30. And no, it's only been added that. because we've got a huge group number now. Which, oh, so it's, I think it's up to 40. So we've got 40 performers that are showcasing and donating their time um, to put on an incredible show. So, yeah, we're going to be charging 10 bucks uh, entry at the door or 25 mm. if you want to feel a little bit VIP. <laughs> 25 if you're nasty. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're going to come in and see some amazing drag talent. I think we've even got some belly dancers as well, which are wow. travelling from the coast like this belly dancing troupe that are kind of come and put on an amazing yeah. show. So we wanted to be able to say, hey, here's our contribution as the um, LGBTQI plus community mm. and uh, drag community. And in the uh, outpouring of support from all the performers has been absolutely incredible. Um, 
And also I need to mention that it's not only, there's uh, not only this event, but there's actually like, I think 100 meters up the road where there's performers from uh, our event that are working that event as well. um, That Richie Lestrange is putting on and Mm. it's incredible. Like just to see both communities coming together. I didn't shout out the name. (laughs) (laughs) No, but but it's like, it's it's good to see that. Like like Stuart was saying, bringing together the like community of LGBTQI, like to see that performers that have, you know, oh, I'll... I'm booked for this venue to do this fundraiser. Are doing both. Like yeah. it's absolutely incredible to see the community coming together to rally mm. and raise as much money as we can. Well, that's what I was going to touch on as well. It's just what has been again. I don't want to say what's been great about the bushfires, but what people were just really rallying together. So as you were saying, like you know, people usually will do one gig a night, and right, yeah. you know, right. So I mean, it's hot in Brisbane. You know, it is hot. Yeah, very hot. But just everyone seems to have just kind of <laughs> thought that okay, so I will finish this event at this time. But then there's another fundraiser, so exactly. I'm going to do that. So I'm hosting one um, in the valley on the 31st of January, and I know a couple of the acts in that. Same thing. Once they're done, you have to go to another. And as you were saying, you've got the belly dancers coming to do your show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. like it's not only like the LGBT. IQ. Yeah. I'm just going to say LGBT from now um, because my tongue is completely tied from sleep deprivation. Um, but it, to see people, like we've got businesses from the Sunshine Coast that have gone, yeah. wow, this is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like here's some prizes that you can give away for your raffle. Or these people who actively responded to us, um, like they said, we want to be a part of it. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. You know? And same thing, so I was at the meeting for the one coming come up in a couple of weeks and the organiser of that said exactly what you had said, that they had put on this event and shared it and then all these other companies are getting in touch. Like I think it's, yeah. I, um, I think it's a North Indian dance group coming, oh, well, we want to perform at that and everyone's just coming together. Absolutely. And, and Stuart, you know, you've got your fundraiser here on the yeah. Friday, but you had another one here on, yesterday, didn't you? So on Monday. Uh, yes, for um, uh, Ellen Reed yeah. was actually... Yeah. A very good friend of the pod, been on, we love her. Was spearheading that yeah. and... Uh, I think she was holding it at another venue, but that mm-hmm. kind of caved in for some reason. So we just said, yes, come over. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, everyone's just really pulling out the stops. And um, pre-Christmas even, so the Christmas gigs, I work for a company called Embrits, how I know the joining adventure team. But every year, the Christmas events, people turn up to them and they stay for them because everybody loves a firework and their firework displays are awesome. But this year, obviously no fireworks, mm-hmm. fire ban. But all the money that went on that went to um, all went to the rural firefighters because obviously it was there and it needed to. In fact, one of the Embrit staff, Tazia, she volunteer firefighters. So we were like, well, who are we to? Well, I say we. It's not my money. <laughs> they put on the fireworks. Went to a better cause, and I, being the host, had to say over a microphone that, hey guys, just PS, there's no fireworks. And every time we announced it round of applause from the crowd like and it sounds like something really small but you know you're taking your kids to a family christmas gig and telling them there's no fireworks it just everyone just seems to be in the mood to give and or give up if they have to as well like give up absolutely yeah so awesome work so that's your gig which is happening on friday so anyone listening to this podcast post friday is a long weekend maybe you're listening to us on the too late too late thanks for listening (laughs) we'll see you next week no 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 but Shanique, you've got so many notches in your oh, hat. Is that crazy at So that tell us a little bit about the end to your 2019. You jumped out of oh, your comfort zone a little bit, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. No, you don't love talking about things. No. <laughs> you've got a microphone and headphones on. Uh, yeah, so in 2019, uh, 2019, I talk about it like it was like a couple of years ago. <laughs> 
So um, in uh, Bibi Gunn, she, uh, she runs Drag Nation Australia. So it's an Australia-wide uh, competition. So they run heats in every state. And um, for the past two years, I'd been pestered by both Bibi and Solar to enter the competition. And so I'm like, fun. no, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing the competition I did one in 2007. I'm not doing any more. That's it. That's it. And I finally gave in because I kind of reached a point in my uh, like boy and drag life where I was like, I need to do something that actively challenges me, mm-hmm. like creatively. So I entered it <laughs> and I had one goal and I wanted to get through to the finals to perform a number. So, And I would have been absolutely happy with that. So I won my heat and then I did the finals and I ended up winning the finals uh-huh. and I'm now off to represent Queensland at the... National finals in March on March. the 21st in I was Adelaide. wondering when it is, 21st of March. Yeah. That's not far. So March is going to be a crazy month with yeah. uh, Gay Day and yes. <laughs> Drag Nation. It's all going to be mm-hmm. very, very nuts. Congratulations. So, thank you. Yeah. It's, it's exciting. It's very daunting. But, yeah, I'm very excited. And I think, well, I know that I watched it because I mm. wasn't actually at the finals. Yeah. But I did actually see your crowning moment. So uh, people can still go back and watch that, can't they? I'm not too sure. I haven't seen that. <sighs> I, did, I, I, I was a bit of a mess. Oh, we are <laughs> so I didn't want to watch it. We are so opposite. I would be like hiring one of those big screens that drives around Brisbane oh, you know, on the back of a motorbike, like, watch me win something, because I generally no, don't. Well, so. when you kind of cry and you go to BB, did you just say my name? <laughs> like, it was really very surreal, so I didn't want to watch that yeah. again. So you did mention you wanted to do your number in the final, so you did. Yeah. Can you talk, talk about it? Um, yeah, so my, fi- uh, my final number that I did was based, I don't know if anyone's seen the show Pose. Yes. Yeah, yes. so um, there's this one character in there and I think she embodies everything about a strong, powerful woman and her name's Electra Abundance. Mm-hmm. So I... Um, pretty much channeled her and did this number which honoured her spirit and also the trans community's plight um, to fight over the past couple of Mm -hmm. decades. But also it was essentially about reading a bitch to filth. (laughs) So it was was fun. I loved it. It was just over the top, gaudy camp. Loved it. So Adelaide, so do you yeah. fly in and it, like, how far in advance do you fly in? Do you have a lot of time to I, prepare or do you land and perform? I think, I'm not too sure. I think I arrive on the Thursday, have rehearsals Friday, Saturday with all the other girls and then into it Saturday. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be like a big whirlwind yeah. event. Now, um, so with the, I remember watching last year, mm-hmm. so I'm lucky enough to be like friends with the people that mm-hmm. competed last year in yeah. different states, so I knew I could watch the lives. Um, yeah. Do you have a big support network going with you this year? I actually, my mum, my mum and my stepdad are coming and my partner, Chris, he's coming with me. And then I think, um, I think Bibi's coming. She's never been to one of the finals, so she's Serious? coming. Yeah. So I think we're going to have a great time down there. Definitely. Yeah. I'm so, just excited to meet the other girls from the yeah. sta- other states. And speaking of which, so um, if anyone is, li- well, people are listening, when you are listening, if you would like to see Shaniqua's competition or you really want to get behind Queensland, mm. there is actually a song yeah, you can go, go to. Yeah, go vote for me. So part of, um, yeah, a part of the, um, I think the judges scoring is like an online voting yeah. thing. So we had to d- uh, put a video forward and I'm sorry, my video is so, it is so low budget. I filmed it on my balcony in a towel. <laughs> 
drinking a really <laughs> stale glass of wine which tasted like vinegar. Don't give away your secrets. Oh, I watched absolutely. it and was like, that wine looks so nice oh, and refreshing. No, that's all, that's all <laughs> thanks to Henny's magical editing skills, pulling some garbage together, make it look like it's polished garbage. Yeah. Um, but you can go and vote for me because I think that accounts to, I think, at least 50% of your score yeah. on the night. Wow, so it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And it's t- like that's actually propelled people to win. I think it propelled Queen Kong to win. She's incredible, oh, but they great. were like, she had the votes. Yeah. So, yeah, go vote for me. Yeah, Queen Kong was here <laughs> last year as well, didn't she? Mm. Went to Brisbane and a few things. Yeah. So if you win, what yeah. happens? Um, I bring the crown back here. <laughs> I bring the crown back to Queensland for the past two years. They've come second. So Queensland has come second. So it's like... Which is good. It's very good, but it's like, come on. It's like time. It's time. Bring <laughs> it back. So I've got a lot of pressure because I, I want to bring it back. Yeah. But everyone's like, you need to. You need to bring it back to Queensland. Enough's enough. Yeah. But no so, pressure. But like, no pressure. So if I win, yeah, just bring it back to Queensland and have an amazing party. We will get you on the no-fly list if you don't. Like, oh, don't okay, come thanks. No, I'll, I'll leave town. We love you. We love you. <laughs> awesome. Now, so... Um, that sounds like a big enough goal yeah. as it is. Do you set any New Year's resolutions or what are your thoughts about them? Also, by oh. the way, sorry, just before, we, I can see we do have people on our first live. I'm watching it now on Facebook. Mm. We can see people are watching. If you've got any questions or comments about New Year's resolutions, shoot them through and I will also read them out. I've been practising my reading. I've read like, a book <laughs> over Christmas. So. But yeah, do you set any? Um, I don't really set New Year's resolutions as such. I set goals. Because I feel like the New Year's resolutions have a lot of pressure by, like, yeah. if you don't get them done by that date. Um, but, yeah, I have a few goals that I set. Mm-hmm. And then if I don't reach them in that year, they just kind of follow on. Yeah. Because they're okay. always in progress. Yeah, so not measurable ones. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, like, the biggest one this year, I would say, is, yeah, is, complete, is um, finishing my degree. Which happens in February. Yeah, I was going to say, you're so, so close done. to that too. Yeah, so I know that one's done, so then I'll set another one after that. Where can you go from a degree? Like, I don't have one. Oh, no, so not, like, not for work. Next? Not <laughs> for work. Probably like to take a trip overseas or something. Yeah. Oh, that's what or I'll to do. Adelaide. Make it realistic. You know you're going. So, oh, I want to oh, go to Adelaide. Yeah, but, oh, I'm going to Adelaide. But I don't want to be a cheat like you. <laughs> And I really support and that. And I really I wish you the best of luck. <laughs> Thank you. Major. That's all right. I'll be excommunicated if I don't win. No, no, you won't. We, we do absolutely <laughs> love you. And well, obviously, you love because you made your return to the comp and you won mm. it. Yeah. All right. So we do have a third guest. Now, we've mentioned New Year's resolutions so far. And the reason why um, I went on a bit of a hunt over the last couple of weeks is because although my New Year's resolutions and goals, they have been previously diet based and I know that a lot of people's are so I was having a look and thought wouldn't it be a really good idea to get someone who knows a little bit more about this stuff than I do so as I've mentioned many a time I won't talk about things I don't know about so in this week's segment of give it to me straight we are getting some straight advice about diet so welcome give it to me straight first (laughs) welcome to the family Alyssa how are you I'm very well, thank you. So, so you've been listening to obviously what we've been talking about. I've seen you taking some notes. Yes, I, I must vote for Shaniqua Depot. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll ask you where. 
Okay, yeah, I'll <laughs> um, link you. <laughs> I must watch the movie Pose. Yeah. It's a TV. TV. So Thank you. Take even Netflix? more time to watch Where it. It's really good. This? No, I think you have to like buy it on I watched, We watched it on um, Foxtel. Go. Yeah. We've got, yeah, so... Um, it's totally worth it. It will change your life. Down. And then what, was, what a bonus was for me is watching Pose on Foxtel. I also got to watch EastEnders, which is this <laughs> really great English <laughs> TV show. But <laughs> once we finish the end of season two, I cancelled the subscription. I'm not sure if I've told Brendan that. So uh, he's not there. It's fine. Don't even need to mention it. But no, so Pose. You do need to watch it. It's amazing. Set in the 80s as well. In New York. One of those shows that have done it so well in terms of even the set. You're like, wow, it's taken me back. I mean, I was just a baby in the 80s, obviously. <laughs> I was born in 1980. Ah, so, well, cool. Well, then, yeah. Relatable. It's good. You'll <laughs> totally. love it. So, yeah, so you've done that. Um, first of all, any questions for any of our guests so far? Any We've we blown your minds at all? Oh, of course. I'm. I, the creativity here is is <laughs> fabulous and the vibe. I guess I was interested to know if anyone here has had an experience with setting diet as a New Year's resolution. Yep. Mm, yep. <laughs> and how did it go? Um, not very well. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> not very well. No, I set a resolution to not eat. Um... Take away junk food, like mm-hmm. specifically McDonald's and Hungry Jacks. I got to about March and I was mm. fanging for some fries <laughs> and a chicken nuggets. So. Well, it's very normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very normal. It's about the three-month rule, we call it. A three-month rule, okay. Yeah, it's where your, your brain chemistry starts to really, really, really push for that pleasure, for that thing oh, that wow. you've deprived mm. yourself from. Okay. So you sound very, very normal. Okay, I'm very happy about that. <laughs> and I guess I know we're really going to get into, I know you've done lots of studies. I actually, just from reading your website and the blurb, I can see that you're very passionate about things. Um, one of the things I'd mentioned though with Shaniqua, so we won't go into the details mm-hmm. of your boy job, but you do very long shift work. Oh, you can go into hours. details. Okay. I'm a nurse. So. Yeah. yeah. So I guess sometimes when food needs to be available, yeah. it's not the best food. And I guess you... No, but I, I think I think to the point like I've learned like I would eat a lot of horrible food doing night duty, um, and I had to deal with a lot of reading to be like, why is my body acting like this? It's really really horrible. So, yeah, I totally get that. But now, I guess I've learned yeah. how to listen to my body. Oh wow! Yeah, I love with it. that, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Not to eat just because I'm at work and it's night time. Like yeah. listen to my body and be like, you don't have to. You don't usually eat it this time. So you've got this sort of mindful awareness of um, your body's... Yeah, yeah to a point. Need. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alyssa, so first of all, so I found you. I looked and I found... So tell us a bit about you. I think I just actually skipped past that. I'm so sorry. I just pushed you straight in and was like, any question? So tell us about yourself. I know because I've done a lot of research and we've been talking this week. So tell us about how, who you are and how you got to where you are today. Okay, so uh, I'm a dietitian and I have been a dietitian for 17 years, which makes me sound really old. Well, you just told us what year you were born. So I know, I'm 40 this year. Yeah, 40 is really young, by the way. I'm getting there, so that's still it's really the young. the new 30s. Yeah, isn't I reckon. It? Yeah, totally. Um, so, <laughs> uh, I, a dietitian um, is someone that does four years of uni. Wow. And then uh, I worked mostly in hospitals, actually, uh, for the first sort of 12 years of my life. And then I've gone out into the community and I'm doing private practice now where I really much prefer working with people in their own habitats, um, not 
using hospital food mm-hmm. to help people uh, and, and actually developing a relationship with people over time. So um, the type of nutrition uh, that I specialise in, I do a lot with gut health. Okay. It's one of my specialty areas. But the other sort of uh, specialty that I have is around mindful and intuitive eating. Now, some of you may have heard of this. Some of you are already experimenting with it. I can see over there. Um, And it's a little bit of a, I would say, a movement. Yeah. Um, And it's, it's, it's part of the Health at Every Size movement, which you may or may not be aware of no. either. No, never heard of that? Okay. So that Health at Every Size is very much around um, let's focus on helping people be the best they can be and the healthiest they can be and let's stop focusing so much on weight yeah. as the only, um, the only definition of health because for too long we've really equated thinness with health but there are loads of thin, unhealthy people. No, definitely. And likewise, there are loads of people in larger bodies who are very healthy. So it's not that simple, the way that we look or the size that we are. And, and really the work that I do, I would say is more eating psychology as opposed to really being specific about diet. Because tell me, boys, you know what to eat, don't you? Mm, yeah, yeah, I think so. Like broadly? Yeah. Like eat more of this and yeah. eat less of that? Yes. I, I'm really guilty of thinking I'm eating something really healthy. So during the day I work in an office, <laughs> um, was vegetarian for I think about four or five years, decided to go vegan. So I just assumed that everything I ate was good for me. Because <laughs> um, it was vegan. Yeah. yeah. And then um, one of my pet hates is I really hate people watching me eat and that's just a relationship thing I've got with food. But working in an office environment, because I'm eating different things, so like most people would chuck their food in the microwave or they're clearly in a sandwich, I'm cooking tofu on a George Foreman or... Sandwich bread. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I was like, wait, what are they called? Um, and then everyone just becomes obsessed with what I'm eating and they'll say, oh, what's this? And then they read the ingredients and say to me, you know, you shouldn't be eating that because it's got this, this and this. And I'm like, listen, a chicken didn't die. For the- so no, but I, so I thought tofu was really good for me but it's not the best if you eat too much of it. Am I right? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, we don't want to eat too much of anything. Okay. Which well. is a really, really boring thing to try and sell, right? So that's why dietitians and, and whatnot have, and, and people selling diets, they like to do extreme things like don't eat carbs ever again. Right. Mm. Well, I think that's the biggest confusion is like every decade there's a new evil. Absolutely. So now the new evil is sugar. Yeah. But then, so you go, oh, okay, I shouldn't have sugar until you realise that apparently everything is sugar. Yeah, like, yeah. and fruit. then you just go, well, that means I just I'm supposed I to start, you know, a breatharian. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I love that. No, you're not supposed Let's to do that. that. Shanika, stop. Breatharian. <laughs> I'm such a good person. I'm a breatharian. <laughs> Is that contagious? Because I want to catch it for like a few weeks. We've got gigs coming up. Um, I, what you've just highlighted is that we have this this over concern with what is poisonous mm-hmm. and toxic to our bodies, and um, this obsession, actually, this over uh, over um, obsession with um, what food is right and what food is wrong. So there's lots and lots of rules, and you could go out there and Google any kind of diet, and you will find the exact opposite person selling something exactly the opposite and saying there's research behind not eating any carbs and not eating any of this. So it's confusing. It's really, really hard for the general public. 
there is a solution. We're putting our chairs in closer. Tell us what it is. (laughs) It's getting to know your hunger. Yeah. Getting to know your body Mm -hmm. and getting back in tune with your internal wisdom. You have the ability to feed yourself. Yeah. How much you need and the types of food that work for you. But we've stopped paying attention and we've to that wisdom. And that's because there's so much noise mm-hmm. out there, so many rules. The way that we eat is often dictated by our head. What time is it? When am I going to eat next? What sign did I just pass? Oh, it's McDonald's. Oh, my brain. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're thinking about food so much, but we're not listening. Okay. So we're born with the skill. When kids are hungry, they eat. Mm-hmm. When they're full, they stop. We're born with that, but it gets beaten out of us over the years. So, so that's the skill that you can reconnect with and relearn. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, it's about, yeah, kids, if they're not hungry, they won't eat. I just thought of that because I will, I'm the worst for if I've made something and it tastes really nice and I'm really full, I'll eat it. Yes. And I guess the childlike quality I still have is if I'm given something I don't want to eat, I just sit there and cry about it. No, I don't really. <laughs> um, no, you did mention earlier on as well about gut health. Now, that is just something that I hear a lot on adverts and stuff now. So is there a bit more of a... Because I don't know if I heard that much 10, 15 years ago. Maybe I just wasn't listening because I was... Or 20, because I'm 25. Um, <laughs> is that something now that people are becoming more aware of? And is that a great thing for you? Or are you still finding that people listen to gut health and then they're doing the wrong things about it? Great question. Uh, so I think gut health has become much more um, interesting and mainstream because mm-hmm. of metagenomic sequencing. So I was going to say that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get too nitty-gritty, but um, because of our technology, we now can measure the types of microbes in our body and we can measure the bacteria that live in our gut. And we now call this the microbiome. Has anyone heard of that? Yeah. Yep. You maybe mm, yeah. have it. I was and, talking and we, about it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. That's why I brought you in. But we, <laughs> we think about, we, you know, things like kombucha are mainstream. Yeah. Oh, like yeah, everyone's yeah. drinking kombucha because it's great for gut health. Well, what does that actually mean? It gives us extra bugs. Is it the right bugs? Are they the right bugs for your gut? Yeah. Okay, we don't know. Yeah. So gut health is more um, prevalent because we can now measure the gut microbes. It is a potential area, I think, in the next decade we will see some incredible treatments that come out of targeting gut health Mm -hmm. so they're treating um, schizophrenia mental health with um, probiotics they're um, treating diabetes with probiotics these are all at clinical trial stage at the moment but that's why everyone's getting really excited and then the marketers get on board and go yeah let's give kombucha to everyone yeah let's sell probiotics it's just a little bit of a, a fad at the moment because we can't test your gut bugs and tell you exactly which kombucha to drink okay. and which kefir to drink and which yogurt to drink and what bugs are going to suit you. In saying that, you can test your gut bugs now, but it's really expensive. Okay. And our knowledge about what to tell you to do with mm-hmm. that info is not really there yet. Wow. But it'll come. That's so interesting. Yeah. So oh. eat fruit and veggies. That's about <laughs> it. Definitely. Like yeah. fibre. <laughs> fibre is the big take home from feeding your gut bugs. Diverse fibre. So I have a question then. So I've been told, is the gut your second brain? Yes. Well, that Which is amazing. Like cows are so smart. Look how many stomachs they've got. <laughs> no, no, because I've, I've heard that and I've that often funny. wondered that there's, there's this symbiotic relationship between your gut and the rest of you more than people realise. So... 
do you know what is so cool about this? So modern science has just figured this out, right? We've just started to look at the cells in the gut and gone, oh, these are so complex and complicated. If all they were here to do was digest food, they wouldn't look this way. Oh, why would that be? And it's all the nerves that connect to the brain and that communication that goes back and forth between the gut and the brain. The brain is so well insulated, it has to get the messages about what's going on in the world, what you're feeling, what you're experiencing from the gut. So it's really the wise one. It's the one with the wisdom, your gut. Your brain's there for thinking, problem solving, planning, and telling you what to eat and what not to eat. And it's really noisy and annoying. So we want to stop listening to that so much and start trusting our gut. Wow. See, I think I'm really advanced because if I've got a bit of a sore stomach when I'm coming somewhere like a bar, I'm like, I won't have a beer, thanks. I'll have a ginger beer because that's good for your stomach. But now I'm going to research more. Now, um, I love it. That's very Chinese too. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Now, Alyssa, um, this is a New Year's thing. I know you've given us some really important information so far. Um, now, I gave you a bit of a, blur, a brief before you come on about you know our listeners and who we would have. If you could pass on one piece of information diet focus, knowing that, you know, we're coming to the end of January, but a lot of people are probably still taking really boring lunches to work, thinking this is going to make me lose weight or make me healthier. If you could pass one piece of information from, you've done lots of studies, and we'll talk about um, inner health nutrition as well in a moment, but what would you pass on to people? I would say diets don't work. If you are on a diet for weight loss, 95% of the time, it is going to result in weight regain at about three months, (laughs) is usually when we fall off off the wagon. But by two and five years, you will have regained all that weight plus a little bit more. And every time you take a diet, you're training your body to slow down its metabolism and to really protect you against that starvation. Awesome. So... What do I do if I'm not dieting? Because yeah. that's everyone else's yeah. question. Yeah. Like, so, wait, oh, I'm just going to finish there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just stop dieting. Um, because people are terrified. Well, if I, di- if I don't diet, I'm going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. I'm going to eat everything. Yeah. You know, there's this fear. And the, the, the crazy reality is that it's the deprivation that drives those out-of-control feelings around food. So if you take the deprivation away... You will feel much calmer, mm-hmm. much more able to, to, to choose the foods that feel good in the moment and to know that if no one's ever going to take that food away from you again, you don't need to eat it all now. And over time as you practice that, you actually start to believe it and trust it. Okay. And I think most of us have someone in our life who seems to leave a bit of food on the plate, they don't seem to talk much about food, they don't seem to have body image or body weight issues... And if you ask them what they've done differently, they haven't dieted ever. Wow. Or, or, or very little. And so we, and, and if you are someone who has dieted in the past and has felt like they've failed, you haven't failed. The diets have failed you. So come and see me at Inner Health well, Nutrition and we will... No, no, <laughs> no that is not 100%. No, that's what would say. So I've never been to a dietitian. So as you know, I've been excited to have you on. So... Yeah. Obviously, you want to encourage people to come to you or to a dietitian. So, are there usually times where it's a good time to go to one? Like, when should we invite you into our life? Or just, that should be our New Year's resolution, I guess. To no, I think that's a really great, um, a great question. So, I think if, you're, if, you, if you want to stop dieting, but you don't know how to eat 
you know, where do I start? Mm-hmm. Um, how do I just eat normally? Then a dietitian who specialises in mindful or intuitive eating can help you do that. They can help you learn how to eat again. So we really do the what and the how of the eating. Um, sorry, the why and the how of the eating. And then down the track, you figure out what you want to eat. You'll get to the point where you'll know what you want to eat. So we help you with that framework of of learning how to eat again, really. Um, And so if you're feeling a bit out of control or you don't know where to start or you feel like you might be a bit over-preoccupied with food and it's exhausting and overwhelming, that's when you should go and see a dietitian. If you've got gut issues that are not resolving, a dietitian can also help you with that. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. I'm right to say you work quite closely with psychologists yes yeah? and that's a big part I guess there it really is and and probably the the big link that sits behind eating behavior uh, is body image mm-hmm. so when we have body image concern uh, and and that can happen for all sorts of reasons um, often that really needs to be unpacked very gently and very carefully uh, so that people can make peace with food and their body yeah wow So where do we find you? Well, I am conveniently located in uh, (laughs) Paddington, Brisbane, as well as the CBD. Uh, So I am there four days a week and don't need a referral, just... Google Inner Health Nutrition and um, Like and an come online and see inquiry me. like I did. Like, I think it's like, <laughs> this is a really strange inquiry, but stay, stay with me. I do a podcast. Oh, but that's, so that's how they'd get in touch. Yep, that's right. Awesome. But do any of you guys have any questions for Alyssa? I think we've had quite a nice flow of conversation anyway. Well, thank you so much. That was Pleasure. absolutely brilliant. It, My so pleasure. Good. Thanks for oh, having me. know what? I'll probably have questions like at 10 o'clock time. Ah, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Just send so, them through send, the inquiry. Yeah, I will. Yeah, inquiry. <laughs> Someone else. No. Well, she does get back to you because Alyssa's with us right now. Absolutely. So, so I just want to thank you three guys for coming on today. Um, so good to be back for the year and I couldn't have chosen three better guests. If you're coming on next week, you're great as well. But no, you guys have been awesome. <laughs> as always, a massive thank you to Join the Adventure. Please go and like all their um, Facebook pages and check out the website. Share the Can Host page. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. You can grab us on um, Gmail as well. So any inquiries you've got, please do get in touch. Um, you know I share enough of this stuff anyway. And we'll be back next week with an episode we're calling Where's the Party At? Because I Ain't Going. Because I think as we all get a little bit older, we make these plans on a Monday and by a Friday, you don't want to go. So tune in next week. Any thoughts that you have, let us know. And until then, have a great long weekend and we'll see you soon. Goodbye.